0: the road is rocky, I'm ready to try. The next mile to break sight to the blind man. It's down to the left child. We will survive. In this darkness, we Swimming through the waters, above and bobbing like a rebel fish. Jumping specialist. Predator and survivalist. Splitting heaven, fighting for his lips, Bird's eye driver.
1: It's the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get it, understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. The number to reach us to join the conversation this evening is 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. We're streaming live at several locations. You can go to timeforanawakening.com, which is the home page and catch the live stream. At that location, you can go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash Time for an Awakening. Again, that's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash Time for an Awakening. Catch the live stream there also. You can go to bbtumi.com. That's dot icom forward slash Time for an Awakening. The live broadcast should be playing there. Or you can download the TuneIn Radio app to any of your devices. TuneIn is a free app. In the tune-in search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening. There you'll see the icon, and you can stream the program live, even into your car if you had the Bluetooth capabilities or the auxiliary connection. Again, that's Time for an Awakening radio program with the live stream on the TuneIn app. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Again, that's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Time for an Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. In their Facebook search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening Radio Program. They always see interesting content being posted daily by myself or Brother Richard. And do me a favor, before you leave that page, that, just hit that like button. It's Time for an Awakening Radio Program. With the fan page on Facebook and Time for an Awakening Media is there. Always full of the latest podcasts of the various programs on Time for an Awakening. And interesting articles that you can read, download at later times, and share with your friends. Also, check out the Time for an Awakening Marketplace and our partnership with the bb Toomey. Always interesting things in the marketplace all the time. Various African language classes, classes on education, economics, social systems, health, and much, much more being taught by professors on both the continent and in the diaspora. So, again, make that one of your favorites. Put that in your address bar. That's timeforanawakening.com. Timeforanawakening.com will take you straight the time for an awakening media. It's seven Oh seven here in the city of Philadelphia on this, uh, summer Sunday evening. And we're in the Sunday edition of time for an awakening, uh, guests that's supposed to join us this evening, I think they're, uh, done with a lot of the program that was in Jackson. Uh, brother C main from the youth against gang violence, the, uh, the tribe summit was down in Jackson this weekend. Uh, we want to get an update from brother Maine on some of the things that went on and, uh, hopefully he'll join us. Cause I know that he, uh, his hands was full today with, in fact, he had a full schedule with different things going on, uh, this weekend there in Jackson, Mississippi centered around Juneteenth and the national street tribe summit. So hopefully brother Maine will join us, uh, this evening. We can talk about some of the things, uh, that's been going on and, and involved the listening audience you can always get involved by dialing 215-490-9832 that's 215 490 we'll be right back to get the program started after a brief word from our sponsors
2: Mr. moderator our
3: distinguished guests brothers and sisters our
2: friends and and our enemies.
4: Everybody is here. You are listening to Time For An Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com.
5: 5-8-8-5-2-4-4-4. That number is 215 885 All insurance incorporated.
1: with your host, Brother Elliot, Sundays, 7 p.m., Fridays at 8 p.m., for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit us up at time for an awakening at gmail.com. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening at 713 here in the city of Philadelphia. And before we get started with our program this evening, I want to welcome in my co-host, Philadelphia activist and tour guide at the African American Museum here in Philadelphia at 7th and Arch Street. Brother Richard is with us. Brother Richard.
10: Yes, sir, Brother Elliot.
1: How are you, sir?
10: Uh, I'm doing fine. You know, um, In the spirit of Juneteenth and in the moment that I hope that for 2022, we um, recognize um, freedom and emancipation um, to keep developing our point of view of what that means to us as um, we um, gather with some state recognition. But we gather amongst ourselves to really define, continue to define, not what freedom means universally, but what freedom and emancipation means to us. So, um, um, seeing that the activities and hearing people talk about the activities of Juneteenth, um, it might be the possibility that that's what we're engaged in. Well, what we better be engaged in, as I say. But all other than that, everything is good, Ellie. And, you know,
1: Richard, listen, while some of the, some of our people are, uh, remembering our ancestors, remembering their struggle, and uh, kind of jubilant uh, around this particular day. Uh, we need to remember the seriousness of what we're dealing with here in this country, uh, the seriousness of where we're heading, uh, the necessity to not only rally our people, but to be concerned about the welfare of our babies, both young men and young girls, Uh this past weekend, in fact, we uh, had uh, uh, Attorney Shabazz and our Brother Jabu on uh, last week, this past weekend, this weekend, uh, Juneteenth weekend, uh, down in uh, Jackson and Natchez, Mississippi. They had the uh, National uh, Street Trap Summit. The gathering of the great armies was today. It was self-defense classes going on yesterday, and uh, I'm happy to have with us this evening Brother C. Main, he was one of the men instrumental in uh, organizing the Street Tribe Summit. Uh, Brother C. Main is the Youth uh, uh, Against Gang Violence. Brother C. Main is with us this evening from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Brother Main, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. <laughs> Happy to have you with us tonight, brother, on time for an awakening with myself and brother Richard.
11: Yes, sir. The blessing is mine. gratitude.
1: Brother May, uh let's uh, let's kind of get right into it before we kind of do a backstory on yourself and uh, you being an activist and what you're doing. Uh, talk about some of the things that happened down in Jackson and uh, Natchez. Uh, for our listening audience all over to talk about the activities of some of our people and uh the way that they remembered juneteenth in Jackson this weekend.
11: Okay, peace and blessings everyone. Uh the uh event itself actually uh began uh it commenced Friday starting in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Uh Brookhaven, Mississippi we had an incident earlier yeah. in the year where yeah. uh, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brother Man. Go ahead.
11: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, um down in Brookhaven, Mississippi earlier in the year we had uh, what what they're being you know, they're dubbing as the uh Ahmaud Arbery uh copycat case where uh, a a father and son actually fired shots at a young brother, D. D Monterio Gibson and uh that was working on a Fed truck. Beginning of this week we started there. They well they started there with the event and uh Went down to the city that it took place and went to the scene of the crime went to the uh location which is where the guy stayed at actually was the scene of the crime so that began it they had the uh town talk in natchez mississippi which is mississippi on the move which is just a, a, a agenda for black people to uh bridge to get without you know bridge to, uh younger uh people we found that they're, removed from politics. They have no knowledge of it or no understanding of what it is. That was a portion of it. Uh, the second day, which was the Street Tribe Convention, the, uh, what we attempted to do was uh, bring all organizations in the streets of what the you know American government referred to as gangs, but we like to take the uh, name of and bring all of those brothers together and get them on one accord with the understanding of their importance to the movement of black power. Um, so that's pretty much what are featured about, and uh, today they had the gathering of the great armies, uh, um, which is a self-explanatory with the two A's and things of that nature, marching and uh, going down to the Devil's Punch Bowl in Mississippi, which was a, a massacre that was created long before there was a Hitler, you know, a lot of black people went through the same thing right here in the state of Mississippi, in Natchez, Mississippi, it sums up the weekend,
1: Brother Maine, um, let me go back. Uh, Friday, um, you mentioned about the gathering and d- name that name that town again.
11: Brookhaven,
1: Mississippi, in uh, Brookhaven. Now it did reach the national news about the brother that was fired upon. I don't know whether he was hit, but he was fired upon while doing his job by two white individuals down in that town. Um, I don't know whatever happened with that. Uh, it's a lot of these stories that go on all over the country that gets buried uh, in the quote-unquote mainstream news or white, white press. But talk about what has happened around that case and the feelings of the people, not only in Brookhaven, but in other areas of Mississippi around this, these terrorist attacks. T- t- just talk about it from your perspective. Because I don't know whether you're from Mississippi. I know you're there now. But talk about the feelings of our people uh, down there. You're on the ground. Just talk about that. Let our listening audience know how the people feel.
11: Yes, sir. Uh, uh, I I am from Mississippi, even even though I'm not from Jackson or the area where it took place. That's more southern Mississippi. I'm from uh, the Mississippi Delta area, which is northwest Mississippi. Uh, But I, I spoke with the brother mom this morning. Uh, you know, she, she's become close-knitted friends of uh, mostly everybody in the movement uh, since that event has happened. Uh, but I just spoke with her. She was at the event yesterday, and uh, I've spoken briefly. But um, it is it's the, the case itself, what, what, what we have is a uh, – people come and kind of refer to what they say, Uncle Tom, but that we understand it's a Sambo. The sheriff there is kind of taking a Sambo approach. Uh, 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 in defending these, like you know, whenever uh, the brothers and sisters come there to march and motivate the people to come out in the local area to speak against these guys, because now what we have is a messy political situation. it seems so it's bigger than just the guys that actually fired the shot. And uh, no, you know, thank God the brother wasn't hit at all. Okay, it was just the attempt to hit him. So, but he wasn't hit. But now, the more and more you get into the case. It's, it's 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 almost like the, the 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 atrocity that happened with them trying to uh, take the brother life is lost because Kenny Collins, which happens to be the black sheriff of that town, he continued to make a ruckus and create more problems with the people because he don't want the people in his city speaking on none of the politics or nothing that goes on. High, highlighting a lot, you know, the people there, the local people, are saying they are hated happy, but they're glad it happened because what it did was brought attention to a town that needed attention anyway. Because the politicians have been doing them so dirty there for so long and getting away with it, so but what you a lot of people are scared. It goes without saying, you know, you get to talking about these Jim Crow uh, ideal idealistic towns, so you know, and these people have to stay there. Are a lot of the brothers that you know march and things in these cities. When the weekend's over, they pack up and go home. They don't have to deal with the day to day activities of the town. Okay, they're scared, but they're glad their people are there, and then. Their town is being highlighted on a national scale because change is long overdue there in Brookhaven, Mississippi, as well as other places. But, yeah, that's kind of the feel with the local people. But, like I said, I spoke with the brother's mom. I didn't get to speak with him. He didn't make it to the event yesterday, even though he was due to be there. But I did speak with his mom, and she, she's basically just fed up with the whole situation. But, like I said, it's it's, it's it's so many dynamics to it that the sheriff of that town, which happens to be black, Kenny. It's more of a problem than
1: the guys that actually pull the trigger. Wow. Uh, Brilla Main, um, yes, you sir. mentioned that, and and I'm a, I'm gonna double back because there's so many things I want to talk to you about, and then we'll open the phones up to the audience. Uh, before I double back to the situation in Brookhaven, uh, you mentioned, and your call kind of broke up. You you your audio got a little scratchy, but you mentioned about I think on Saturday about the political organization about the people being uh to talk about what you said around politics what did you say i, I didn't catch it all Oh sorry
11: sorry about that i'm no there's no problem we got a lot of we, yeah we have a lot of trees out here in this area okay uh but now the the political part there's a movement called mississippi on the move uh it was uh allocated by the brother uh patrick Alexandria, which is the uh chief of uh, the Black Liberation Movement started here in uh, Mississippi, out of Coldwater, Mississippi. And what he did was brought a lot of other organizations on board, my, myself included. Uh, uh, and we, what we started to do was move around the state of Mississippi from town to town, hosting town hall meetings, like not your traditional town hall meetings because the people are not going to City Hall no more. We're finding disparity from like then till now with our youth and politics but politics are everyday life they control life you have to be aware of them and be in tune with them okay what we've been trying to do is go there and bring down the the real politics and make sure people understand especially our youth going forward because they're the future they're the people going to be doing the vote they're going to people that if they're raised right they're the people that's going to be trying to run for office and things of this magnitude so we're trying to get them more engaged in the politics and the second part is this Mississippi has the most black politicians on the planet earth planet Earth the state of Mississippi has the most black politicians that say well, especially in America that saves a lot but Biden is in these areas that uh, uh, generally uh, have black politicians they still have no black power within their politics so we're trying to challenge this we're challenging the status quo because now because now we understand that voting a politician in, that simply plans to push a, a, a agenda to you that's already been pushed, then the color of his face doesn't matter then.
1: Okay. You know, listen, before we... I, I want to deal with this issue a little bit more before we start talking about the, the tribe summit uh, which you convened. Let's go back. Uh, Richard, I, I want you to, um, to jump in here uh, in relation to before we get into talking about the, the tribe summit, the two things that Brother Main just mentioned is, is key because this is not it's not limited to Brookhaven, Mississippi, or Mississippi in general. The two problems that he mentioned, Richard, we talk about them on his program constantly. You hear a man that's organizing down there in Mississippi talking about two problems. That is paramount that our people are dealing with Richard. And I want you to ring in on this. You heard him mention Richard fear, fear of some of the people, knowing that people are down there helping them organize, but they'll leave town later. The fear or the repercussions, I guess they're going to get from the white community. And plus the political failure of blacks that are in power, Richard, I mean comment on some of the things brother may mentioned before we kind of, uh, Talk about some of the other events of of this weekend,
10: you know. But it it it, it um uh, it, it sounds it sound well. Um, let me congratulate Brother um um Patrick Alexander for bringing. And I do hear his name coming up uh, a lot um, of what's going on in Mississippi. And and Brother Maine, you kind of um you meant you know mentioned him again. Now to be clear, what is the name of the org- organization that um that he Leads that has uh, assembled um, people like yourself in order to be able to do this political education in these different um, areas in Mississippi, brother May.
11: Yeah, I have my phone on mute. Oh, I, okay. In my background noise. Sorry about that. Did you Did yes, you hear? Sir. You uh, heard the it? Name, okay. Yes, I, I heard it. I was trying to get the mute button. Up. Okay. Uh, the, the name of that brother uh, uh, organization is called the Black Liberation Movement. blm black liberation movement the name of the movement by title that he started it you know put a lot of you know a conglomerate of organizations together is mississippi on the move but his personal organization is black liberation movement
10: and 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 i also heard and i'm just recapping because you know to the point that you're making elliot um it sounds like and I, I hate to use the historical um, reference, but it sounds like what SNCC did when it went into those communities and organized at the local polit- at the local level politically. Um, Brother Maine, would you make that correlation that what y'all are doing and in going into those communities specifically is like that in the sense of actually tapping in? I guess it would be more specifically this generation. Of, of of political political uh, to raise the political consciousness of the people that live within these communities.
11: Absolutely, you can make the correlation. As a matter of fact, the uh, spirit of what we're doing
12: here in Mississippi
11: is the spirit of what we're doing here in Mississippi is uh, a reflection of the ideal of Carl Michael Stokely, uh Kwame Ture, uh, Ache. Uh, that brother inspired what we call Mississippi on the move today. Mm-hmm.
10: And 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 what and what and what you're saying. So I guess the you know to uh, to the point that you're raising here. Uh, um, the the because the concern was even then that um, people coming into Mississippi because and we can't we can't lose sight of what's what's going on. If I understood right, it, because when we look at it in the context of Juneteenth and we look at it in the context of the of General Order Number Three of of what those um, um, Africans were, um, under in Texas. They, it wasn't that they weren't aware they were, they were under a, a, uh, Confederate, um, army occupation. So what I'm hearing, which is, is different today, there's two levels of occupation. Correct me if I'm wrong, brother May. One is the, um, white, the, the, the white general, um, oppression that exists in Mississippi. The other is, and I think you said, Mississippi has the most black elected official than anywhere. Yeah, and, and you made it broader, not just anywhere in this country. Um, so that um, black people who live in Mississippi have double power um, relationships that they and they're concerned about people coming in who may just leave them high and dry. Um, if they just come in and excite them and then leave, is that what you, is that the interpretation I should take from what you said?
11: No, sir, no, sir. Let me let me correct that. That that, that wasn't why why I was uh, uh attempting to leave that conversation because I, I I don't know the truth. I said that was the fear aspect of something speaking directly to like the city of Brookhaven is this when something happened, like what happened to the brother DeMontario Gibson down in Brookhaven, you get the national attention. So what you will get is a lot of brothers from now marching and protesting. Well, those brothers and sisters don't live there. So Monday, I mean, uh, a Friday through Sunday, while they are there protesting, it's cool, but then they leave. Monday through Friday, the local people fear that the people there uh, 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 and put power like the Kenny Collins, the black sheriff that's making life hard for everybody once they come there, they will continue to harass them on a broader scale because Monday through Friday, they got to deal with them, not just on the weekend.
10: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And, and Elliot, that's, and, and you're saying you're, you're raising what we raise all the time is the type of, of how black political um, appointees do more the service of white power then be more of, of servants to the black community that they're there. And here's a sheriff, if I'm, uh, if I'm hearing right, that is more like a overseer um, that the people in the community must fear. Is that, that's, was that the point that you were making Elliot?
1: Yeah. yeah. Not only, uh, uh, not only the black, the failure of the the so-called black leadership, but also uh, uh, white pressure, because it's always that that unseen hand, or you can see it, that's the, that's uh, manipulating these black politicians. A lot of them are not doing it on their own or not acting on their own, although some of them, uh, 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 their motives are questionable. But a lot of them are being directed and black faces on white power. So we've got to look at both of them because uh, you hate to say it, but both of them, and when I say both of them, we already had a natural enemy but some of these black politicians have almost become enemies to black people. You got a guy down there in Mississippi, this Benny Thompson, he's more interested in, in going after Trump and these whites that ran up in that capital than trying to do something about this white terrorism that's happening on black people that's being protected by authorities. You got that incident that happened in Buffalo the, the Justice Department head went up there the other day for a photo op and walked around at the Mark Tops Market. I don't know whether you saw it on the television, but nothing is said anymore about the people that was involved with this 18-year-old white boy. He's like the low-hanging fruit. They're gonna throw the book at him, try to get him for the death penalty and all. But what about those other 25 people that was involved with him? What about that FBI agent or, or retired agent, whether he was CIA FBI, I don't know what it was. What about those people? Nothing is said. But you got this guy that's a Democrat out of Mississippi that's been there decades. All he's concerned about is Trump and some white guys running all up in that White House or, or Capitol or whatever. So I, I just mentioned that in relation to what Brother Maine is talking about, Richard. Mm-hmm. Brother Main, let's let's get back to some of the activities that, that our people uh, were doing down there, Jackson, in commemoration to uh, to Juneteenth. Uh, the uh, the The Street Tribe Summit was Saturday. Uh, talk about some, talk about some of the things before you talk about some of the things that you want to kind of reveal that happened at the summit. Talk about that dynamic of bringing because I've seen the list. Um, that was sent to me of uh, the representatives of a lot of the street jobs from around the country that were slated to Correct. be there. Talk about the organization of this. Cause th- that's always key to me. And, 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 uh, and we talk about it a lot on this program uh, about our people that become active. A lot of our people see the problem, but it's the people that step out there and become active such as yourself Talk about the the dynamics of getting our people to come to Jackson to even deal with this issue from around the country.
11: Oh, that 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 was a uh, that's that's major. Uh, you know, anytime we speaking about uh, street tribes or gangs or, or whatever it is that you have it in your mind to refer to them as, anytime you're speaking about them, what you're speaking about is a people that are in tune with the, with the community that's never left, that's always been there their entire life a lot of times. And a lot of times these people represent what, what we would consider uh, 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 some some of the worst people that's in the neighborhood. You see what I'm saying? So anytime we can orchestrate and get those people together on one accord for something positive, that's major. The second part, we're talking about some of the lot most fearless people ever, when you get to talking about these people, they because to do the things that are attributed to the street tribes in the community. You got to be fearless to do some of that, even though sometimes, you know, it comes with cowardly acts too when guys doing the wrong thing. But we're talking about some of the most fearless people. So we got to understand that instead of shunning these kind of people, understand I come from that. I'm a member of conservative vice Lord as well, been one since 1988. I come from that. I understand the dynamics of it. But, but we're talking about people that will be frontline. In situations if given the necessary tools to defend themselves mentally because they got all the physical tools mentally if we could prepare these brothers and these sisters alike to be on the front line in case of an emergency which we're already in that emergency if you ask me but uh these people are some you know they're very crucial to to what we're going on what's going on uh as far as defending ourselves when we're talking about defending black people you know what I'm talking about? So we can't, we can't never. I've seen people try to, uh, push them to the wayside for, for their own personal reasons. And I understand it, but, cause everybody don't agree with them. But, hold on one second, it got loud in here. But, uh, these brothers and sisters are definitely frontline type people. And given the, and, and not only that, cause that's worst case scenario, from the good side of things, they're the ones around like our children, our youth, our next generation. They have access to them more so than anyone else a lot of times. So if we properly train them, then we'll be training the next generation of people because those people become instructors for our youth. So it's very crucial that we continue to organize them.
1: The the um the the necessity to bring them to the table to uh to talk among themselves about the need for our people to come together uh, to put down a lot of these petty differences or differences, period. Absolutely. and And work for the benefit of all. Uh, you realize that because, as yourself, you said that you were, have been a member since 1988. What changed your mind as a man to say, wait a minute, uh, I, I think what I'm doing might be counterproductive to the community. Let me try to organize these men to see what I see. Talk, talk about the awakening that happened to you that you're trying to uh, get the other men to understand.
11: Okay, the the the, the awakening for me, ironic as this may sound, was I I began to be a real vice lord. And when I say that, I say this: vice lord was never designed to be a problem to the community anyway. It was designed, actually, to be a first-line defense for the black community from the beginning. The literature that's attached to Vice Lord was designed to educate the black man to stand erect and bring himself above all turmoil and all his problems in the community. So I simply became a real Vice Lord, and then I got to the business. Uh, We have a lot of educational things uh, attached to it, what they call the game. We have educational components, and one thing that stood out to me when I read one of our pieces, and it says for a better economical development for black people as a whole within a nation as one, and I quote, black people as a whole, not vice lords, because everybody we meet aren't going to be vice lords. Some of our brothers and sisters are going to be non-denomination when it comes to street tribes, and others will be other street tribes that we're not a part of, so I stand on that quote. For a better economical development for Black people as a whole within a nation as one, Vice Lord
10: teaches me that.
1: You, Richard, uh, jumping here in in relation to some of the things that, that Brother Main is mentioning now.
10: Well, you know the, the the thing I'm I'm interested in, and I'm always interested in in our success in organizing and bringing bringing us together. Um, one, um, I wanted to, I would have to be clear uh, on the assumption. That when we talk about, and I hear you use the term "street tribes," that these are organized men and women. They're not just um, loose individuals. They have a code of ethics. And so, uh, if if that assumption is right, um, based off of your experience and, and um, your involvement, um, I, what, what, what is curious to me and might be a lesson to us all is for this summit, those individuals who attended those members of this organization that has uh, ethics and rules of engagement with each other, what had to be said in order to um, convince them that it was important for them to attend this summit? Nothing at all, brother, for the most part,
11: especially like the different organizations in Mississippi. I just reached out to them, told them we was going to be there. That was enough said because what's going on here in Mississippi is this. the uh, Long before the event, the unity was already there anyway. So behind the scenes and off of the camera, you got brothers like myself. Uh, uh, you got the brothers Jalen Ewan for the Gangster Disciples. You got the brother P.Y. for the Blackstone and so forth and so forth that have an open relationship anyway. You see what I'm saying? So we're already building that camaraderie with each other long before an event because like I, I continue to tell them, Unity is not an event. It's a process. Right. An event lasts, you know, yesterday happened. The summit over with today. We didn't do no summit today, but we still got to stand on the principles of what was spoken about at that summit. So the unity is a process. So that process had to begin before yesterday, and it has to continue long after yesterday.
10: And, and, and was this summit directed uh, specifically to um, the, the members of the different organizations that are in Mississippi, Or did other um, members of organizations outside of Mississippi also attend? Other members outside of Mississippi attended, hence
11: the name, the Nationwide Street Summit. Even though it took place in Jackson, Mississippi, that was just kind of sort of a birthplace for it. The plan is to matriculate throughout the United States of America and take what we did yesterday to every major city in the
10: United States. And and then that, that goes into, um, um, you know, for, for our listening audience and, and particularly for me, if, if I may be selfish, what was the energy like, um, for you to see this come together? And, and this, and I take it the energy meaning, um, what was the communication like? Not necessarily what was said, but what was the intention, intense, intensity, um, for this, um, at this moment? The, the first
11: word that will go to mind for me would be magnify uh, uh, and electrify. And, and the reason I say that is this. How many situations in recorded history do we have 100-plus uh, black people that don't necessarily agree with each other, that is predicated a lot of times from a background of violence, standing in peace and, in, you know what I'm saying, with each other, with a common go. That's rare. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that that was lit. Yeah, uh, uh, if if I could use a term that's used commonly today in the
10: community, that that was lit. Yeah, you say the fire fire was there, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's important for us to to hear this. And Elliot, if I can ask, um, uh, you know, one more question that, that formulates in my mind, in giving our audience, you know, an opportunity to be able to see that, you know, one, um, men like yourself, um, in communities. Um all over, especially since the day is father's day, and we're all claimed to be whether we're we have biological children or not we're we should be um a representation of the father of what I would say the nation management that we should be exhibiting, no matter how we do it as, as males as men as ones who've taken responsibility and so the the if there was for me to ask um with the At another point, and you said Mississippi has been moving along anyway. Those members of those different groups—is there what would you say is one um, mutual agreement that came out of this gathering um, that crossed the lines of these different organizations that at times had serious, may have had serious challenges and have serious uh, of loss. Um, between themselves what is what was that one mutual agreement that you perceive came out of this moment if there is If, if if there was
11: one thing that i can point to that uh i would say came from it was the understanding of what we was there for the magnitude of it meaning uh you know you can you can unify with someone for various different reasons, not necessarily just anything productive, but the understanding of why it is important, why it is imperative that uh, these street tribes be in a uh, communication with each other and on one accord. I think that was the one thing that I can point to because now it, it, it's, it's formulating into an agenda because sometimes, you know, we unify and we do it just to keep peace in the neighborhood, which is fine. But now there's an agenda behind that peace. You know, now there's a goal set. There's a mark reached. There's going to be someone that is want to reach back out to someone and say, hey, I got X, Y, and Z going on. What y'all putting down over there so that we can put that together to do us some good. If I had to speak on one thing that I personally took from that, that maybe do us some good going forward, it's that. Not necessarily unify, but unifying with a common interest.
10: And, you know, Elliot, um, one thing, and, and Brother Maine, I, I won't, Um, raise this with you, but I'll I'll raise this as a point of, you know, a historical concern because we've had these moments before and you mentioned even um, as you said, to be, to, to be a real, you know, bringing to a part, being a real vice Lord that did these organizations. And I had to understand that a lot of times, especially coming out of the sixties into the seventies, a lot of these street organizations were called street organizations, But community development uh, arms of the community, where intention was to to service the community, and that was considered uh, a threat, not necessarily to the community, um, but a threat to others. So, Elliot, as as Brother Main brings this up, I'm I'm hoping in this generation the historical lesson we um, can that can be gathered um, and placed as far as the agenda is how do we protect ourselves uh, at least this this community as it reorganized amongst this generation, how do we protect ourselves from those who sit in the wings to destabilize that? I hope that, um, you know, that kind of communication not here or not in the air uh, or on air, whether that be television web or or instagram or any of these other social media but that consideration um strategic consideration um be taken in mind so that we can be learning from the lessons of history of of when these formations happen you know if, if i'm making sense ellie you know what i mean
1: i understand exactly what you're saying and i'm quite sure brother main knows what you're talking about too uh, brother main Co- he- coin coin pro yes yeah.
12: <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, we, yes, sir.
10: We gotta be real about this because this is a different generation and they're coming up against the same thing to bring them together under the same and as you said, this formation happened before. But these guys, they don't sleep. I, I, absolutely I agree, brother, but we have something they didn't have.
12: Okay.
11: And that, and we don't have to say what it is here. <laughs> yeah, we had we we had something they didn't have. Trust me, it, it, it's not even a negative thing. What we have is a blueprint. They okay. didn't have a blueprint. What happened to them has never happened to no one before. Oh, I, I'm okay. able to look back and see.
13: Okay, I know what
11: they did now. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I know what they did. So if I let you do that, if I allow you to do that to myself and the brothers that I say are with me, with me being in the leadership, then I was weak. I was a weak leader
10: anyway. I'm weak for the leadership. But they need to replace me immediately and i appreciate i appreciate that candor
1: brother Main the um <clears throat> some of the brothers that came from around the country uh they see in their cities what's going on in a lot of these cities uh some of the, some is a little different than others but the the violence in these cities and I, i'll use philadelphia as, a, as an example because uh they've been putting it all on the television and on the national media that the the killings in Philadelphia is almost equivalent to what's going on in Chicago and other places. In fact, uh, the incident that happened two weeks ago uh, down in South Street in Philadelphia uh, made the national news as far as being a mass shooting. Uh, Okay. Now let let me mention, because I want to see how some of the brothers feel from the other areas of the country. And I'm going to just talk about from Philadelphia, and I want Richard to kind of weigh in on it. I don't think that a lot of this violence that's happening here in Philly, now I'm quite sure it might be different in other cities, is gang-driven. Sure, it, it might be some gang violence mixed in, and I know it is. But a lot of these shootings, killings, is not gang-driven. Some of these people are not involved in street gangs that's doing this. And definitely the people that is getting shot is not necessarily involved in street gangs. So how did how did the other men feel about the violence in their cities? Because it's all being pointed basically at them. The finger is being pointed at them by white folks and sometimes by the community. So how do they feel about this violence that's going on in their cities? All of it is different in certain areas, but w- what was their feeling in reference to a lot of this violence and the driving force?
11: You want me to respond to that, brother? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I can speak uh from just the vice lord aspect. Go ahead. And then I know that that would articulate into every other street organization. What we have is a a different sector. Notice, I told you I became a real vice lord. So what was I before I became one? I was an unreal vice lord, meaning I was just a guy saying vice lord with no understanding of what vice lord is. Now I say that to say this. What we have is a lot of guys that may put on a particular color and turn their hat a certain way and identify as a representation of vice law, but that don't necessarily mean that brother's vice lord, he's a person claiming to be vice Lord. Now, the moment he goes out and do something negative, don't hit the news. They're not gonna say John Doe done it, they're gonna say the Vice Lord. You see what I'm saying? But that's part of the agenda. Because that same brother that did anything negative if they say the vice lords done it. Do anything positive, and they won't even worry about it. They won't say the vice lords. They won't say John Doe. They won't even let the world know that it even transpired. See what I'm saying? So it's all part of the agenda to overhype the situation. You have to make the community fear people that you do not like, and if you can't make the community turn against them, then you have to assassinate them. You have no other option. First, you try to turn the community against. Them. Now, sometimes that works because. Yeah. In the community defense, they get to see these real guys every day with all this red on that you think is a vice lord doing everything under the God's earth that's not positive. You get to see that, not never knowing those guys are just saying vice lord. There are real people out here that's standing on vice lord, and those are the guys that's feeding the people, feeding the community. Those are the guys that's teaching the, the children and doing stuff with the youth that no one talks about. So, you know, that's, that's kind of that's where it go. And, of course, you don't like it, you don't agree with it, but there's nothing you can do but be understanding to the community because the community only sees a guy with red on with his hat to the left and say he's a vice lord. Ten or 15 of them get together and do something. The community have no other choice but to say the vice lord. So we got to be understanding of that. But now this is what guys like myself come into play. I'm here to give you a module, a different example. you know, Because now when you have a module, now you have something else that you can build by. And that's why I come into play. And within other organizations, there are other guys like me that come into play. I can't defend what these guys do. That's on them. But I can show you what the real vice
10: lawyers do. You know, you know Elliot, this is where um, we talk about um, where black media comes into play, right? Yes, yes. It's supposed to be black media's responsibility to communicate the distinction as uh, Brother May made between the two. Even though the label may be applied by the general media as one it's it's the responsibility of black media to make and to accentuate what those men who are real vice lords as an example are doing for the community so that community folks can be able to distinguish for themselves. It seems to me I don't know if y'all would agree with that
1: oh I agree. agree yes and and something that we need to remember um and talking about this is what brother main talked about in the beginning that a lot of these street tribes and uh, the people uh, term gangs, or whatever. A lot of these brothers came together early on, Richard, because these, a lot of these uh, 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 gangs didn't just start. They've been in existence 40, 50, a long time, but a lot of them was formed to protect the community against these uh, rogue police, and others that had been terrorizing the community. Yes. yes sir. And things got a little out of hand, especially during the 70s when uh, men came back from Vietnam. It was always joblessness among the black community. So uh, the government and the so-called powers that be interject heroin in the community. And some people picked it up and seen it was a money-making venture. I guess it wasn't moving fast enough for them because in the 80s they introduced crack out there in, in uh, L.A. And they did it through street tribes or street gangs. Or Ricky, uh, uh, some of the other folks, I'm not going to necessarily right. mention names. But they Absolutely. used some of these people to introduce a lot of that stuff into the community. So, But that wasn't what a lot of these, according to uh, Brother Maine, and, and we see that knowing it here, that a lot of these uh, men didn't organize themselves to terrorize the community. They organized themselves to protect the community.
10: And I, and I have to add, it seems that in this moment, um, and I have no, it's all it's all subjective, it's all anecdotal. Um, the next, when you you raise those two, because there's no way the amount of guns that are allowed, that are moving around in our community or just so happen um, being sold, they definitely ain't being sold over the counter. So um, this is another type of commodity that's being um, infiltrated in the community, it seems to me. And it's easy for uh, symbols of say, using an example, if you don't mind me, um, brother May, vice Lords like to pick them up and not be disciplined in how to use them, when to use them and who to use them on.
11: Absolutely, I I, I, I totally uh, agree. And, uh, and, and since we always use history as a reference, violence is not the problem. Okay. I do not agree with non-violence. Simple as that. I would never agree with it because a non-violent man is a defenseless man. Simple as that. Violence has always existed. You can go to the Holy Torah. You can go to the Holy Quran. You can go to the Holy Bible. Long before there was you and I, someone committed violence in the act of God to move forward with what the world was going to be. The reason is what we need to get to. The purpose, the reason of violence. Now, if you're out here committing violence for nonsense, you're part of the problem. It's that right. simple. It's it. But if violence is what it takes to protect us, then violence it shall be. Right. Won't be no killing without a killing, in the words of Jeff Ford. Won't be none without it. So, violence ain't even a problem. It's why people are doing violence, why they're committing these senseless acts. It's the real issue, it's not violence. Because now everything that was ever done to us to get us in the condition that we were in was introduced to us through violence. Yes. Yeah, peace will get you killed, man, with the
10: wrong people. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did <what> he say? <laughs> that nonviolent stuff will get you killed? that to will get you killed, brother. <laughs> uh, stop. You stop. Okay.
1: <laughs> we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with our guest tonight, uh, Brother C-Main. Uh, he organized the National Street Trap Summit that was part of the Juneteenth recognition down in Jackson and Natchez, Mississippi, over this weekend. It just ended today. You can get involved in the conversation by dialing 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. Brother Maine, stay with us until after the break. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. No problem. No problem. Okay.
5: 58852444 that number is 2158852444 2158852444 all insurance incorporated
7: RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter. Serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837.
2: Escape the digital plantation. ibb2me.com, ibb bb2me.tv, 2 metvcom ibb2me.store are here for you. You are ready to be free to join your global Commit to You Black family, to join your interconnected Commit to You Black communities. Escape the digital plantation now. Abibitumi.com, Abibitumi.tv, AbibitumiTV.com, Abibitumi.store. We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation.
9: know that this problem needs to be solved and we can't keep relegating it to generation after generation because a few of us got a little money, a few of us got positions, a few of us have wealth while the masses of our people are going steadily down. No one man can rise above the condition of his people. The brother said responsibility is it it that we should let them take responsibility to do for us or should we pool the knowledge that's at the table the power that's in our community the wealth that's in our community to change the harsh reality of black life in America we have to do the job of fulfilling the black agenda. Thank you.
15: have a message to the black man because the black man today is a man who has been made now almost into a laughing stock nobody takes the black man serious we are just used to be somebody's tool we are the sportsmen we are the singers and the dancers and we're also labeled as the pimps and the criminals and the drug dealers and the killers and the vagabonds of society. We're the bogeymen of British society and other Western systems. And we want to dispel that lie and destroy those myths and put the black man back on the map where we belong. Who is the black man? The black man is the original man. If it wasn't for the black man, no other men could be on this planet. We are the fathers of humanity. We gave birth to all of you.
9: We are the watchmen on the wall. You are too. You watch with a political eye. We watch from a spiritual eye, but we're supposed to be the watchmen for the people that vote for us. The sad thing is, the people vote
6: but they don't give you the money
9: to run your campaigns. So here come big business How are you? How are you, Judge? How are you, (laughs) Alderman? How are you, Congressman? How are you? How are you, Reverend? (laughs) What can I do for you today, Reverend? You can't do nothing for me. See, that's what we got to be careful of. We got to be careful of who we bow down to. You see, when you get in your congregation and you talk this Jesus, this powerful Jesus, that's sitting at the right hand of the Father with all power in his hand, then you go with your hat in your hand to the governor, to the mayor, to the president, begging for some crumbs. You have sold your God cheap, And you make the white man downtown... Disrespect all of us.
14: Time for an Awakening is a proud part of the Black Talk Radio Network the number one independent black digital
1: and podcasting platform. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. It's 8.07 here in the city of Philadelphia, and we're in the Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Our guest this evening, uh, the organizer of the National Street Tribe Summit that was part of the Juneteenth recognition down in Jackson, Mississippi. Our guest tonight is Brother C. Main, uh, Youth Against Gang Violence uh he was the the main drive behind the national street tribe summit in Jackson uh you can join this conversation by dialing 215 490 9832 that's 215 490 9832 uh brother Richard, let me um let me say this before we bring uh brother main back in on the conversation you know we we had a um last week uh, we were talking to the chair of the uh, vice chair of the California Reparations Task Force, who was a an elder minister. that, uh, You know, Richard, I think we just lost uh, Brother Maine. Hopefully, he'll call right back. His call must have dropped. But uh, I'm going to say this: you know, he was on talking about the uh, activist work that was going on in California, and we had a brother that calls periodically that said that he's in the streets, or he was from the streets. You remember the call, Richard? Um, This week, because on this program, we're going to always highlight uh, our people that's active out here and doing things in the community. So this week, uh, Brother Maine is on, who organized the National Street Tribe Summit down in Jackson. So hopefully our brother will call tonight because he's in the street, and maybe Brother Maine can help him direct that energy to being productive and organizing in the street instead of just, uh, I don't want to say complaining, but highlighting the negative of what's going on in our community. Uh, Listen, we're not exempt from that. We highlight the negative sometimes, but we're going to always bring people on that's trying to do something positive and organizing so that people can see that it's necessary work that not only has to be done, but they can join in and organize with them. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we uh, uh, just pick up our next call. Let's go to 404 in Atlanta. four.
13: Hey, 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 Yahoo! Yahoo! My lord, hey, Elliot, that you said something about last week. Uh, them two, it's something about the water in New York, man. Both of them brothers disrespected their elder man. Well, I'm not going. I, 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 well, well, yeah, yo, I'm, I'm just breaking it down, man. That was wrong for them to disrespect their, uh, their elder man. That's why I'm leaving like that, man. All right. But uh, uh getting to back to brother Maine, man. Okay, uh, Elliot. Ha- oh, for, before I go further, Happy Furthers Day, man. Just the holiday that we should be happy. So we go further, okay? Cause I ain't with all this party and BSing and shaking and dancing and shucking and jiving our people doing, man. Okay, I'm like my man, brother, Main. We at wall, man. Okay, and, and we at wall. Ain't no time for no chucking and jive and no Juneteenth, thing, man. Happy Further's Day. Okay, and my brother, Main, he's still there?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, he's he Back
13: on the line. Okay, brother. Yes, sir, I'm I here. Thank you. Yes, sir. I I, I want to thank you, man. I'm an elder like 65, but look at him, man. We at war, and, and what you're doing is a good thing, man, because see, all it is is redirecting our energy with these young warriors, man. We at war. I ain't going to give that details about by, by the, uh, the commands, but the, we got two things on our front. First, y'all young street warriors got to take care of the neighborhood, man, and tell all our brothers. We can't be uh, turn on our own self. So, uh, we soldiers, man. We need all our soldiers. So if you can redirect, re- redirect our energy of these warriors to just police their neighborhood, you walk up and down the street and pass it down the line and say, bro, hey, we ain't going to do this no more, man. We can't really be jacking up old grandmamas with their pocketbooks and stuff, man. Okay, that's the main thing. You got to control your own area first before you worry about the outside. All right, that's wall talk. I ain't going to get into details, man, because there ain't no damn many who lifted and shit. So I'm a real soldier, man. Once you get them young brothers, just just redirecting our energy, man. That's all it is, man. Well, we take care of our own spots and look. Because when real men stand up, the little boys sit their ass down, man. Okay, that go from the elements in the jungle, the mines, and all that. But you just tell our young brothers, hey man, hey, we gotta take care of the streets first, man. Ain't no jumping on no old ladies and snatching pocketbooks and all this crazy ass stuff, man. Then you, you once you got that under control, your command center, you got that under control. Then you look out for the outside forces, man. You know what I'm talking about when I say outside forces. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get the details, man. I'm a real soldier, man. A statistician. I study how to walk. All right, okay. I'm gonna leave it like that. I don't want, but I, something else, Elliot. Okay, uh, 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 what Richard said was about the media was imperative, man. That's why I'm sending you every black newspaper I could find, digital. I'm sending it to y'all, man. I hope you're getting it, man. Okay, I sent you the one about my sister in California. Okay, uh, uh with the California newspaper. And then I'm, I sent you uh, uh to my man in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Brown County, Bobby Henry. He got a, a newspaper. West Side Gazette, okay, to let you know what's going on in Florida and California. I'm taking care of both southern coasts, man. Okay, that's how I do. I'm a intelligence officer. And and my man, I know about Mississippi, man. Okay, I'm my ex from Mississippi, Rankin County, and I worked in Mississippi, man. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I, uh, about Mississippi, man. Okay, this is gonna blow you mind, man. hey my man, you you remember it was a governor down there called Governor Phil Bryant. Y'all remember him? No so
11: exactly what the European is.
13: Okay, look at him. I'm finna tie this in. Now, I got information just from Emmett Hill, uh, our cousin. Governor Phil Bryant is the nephew of J.B. Bryant, that devil that killed Emmett Till. Okay, and what he did, he waited till Miss May Till had passed. Okay, that's what he ran for governor. He thought we forgot, but I was in Mississippi when he was running for office. And I kept seeing that Phil Bryant sign. I said, "Damn, that name sounds familiar." It didn't click in. It didn't click in when I was in Jackson and all that, man. I kept seeing that Zena sound sounds jacked up. So then it finally clicked. in. I, I, I did a little research because they—they got to scrub, man. These devil trying to scrub all that. They, but but he—he's nephew he Phil Bryant, man. I got I I, I got that from his Emmett Till, Emmett Till uh, or cousin. Okay, it's hard to find on the internet. They scrubbed it, man. Just letting y'all know, man. So Phil Bryant is the nephew of J.B. Bryant, man, that killed Emmett Till, man. That's how jacked up their place is, man. Okay? But uh, uh, y'all doing a good thing, and it's a, new, it's a new day. I can feel it, man. Especially with this Juneteenth right now, from last night to the day, I ain't seen no crime, nobody, no black people jacking nobody up right now, man. So the, the atmosphere changing, man. So my brother, you doing the right thing, man. Okay, just go from city to city like you're doing, like y'all doing, man. I meant to tell the other guy that was Mississippi on two weeks ago, but I forgot about Phil Bryant, man. But we at walk, y'all. Ain't no time for partying and bullshit and checking and jiving. No, son. We at walk, man. Keep your head on the swivel and, and, and get ready to rumble, man. Take care of the street first in the hood, man. That's the main thing. And then take care of the outside forces, man. I don't like to talk too much, man. But y'all know, I love y'all, man. Stay strong. And Ellie, like my man say, all y'all up north, might as well come on down here, man. Okay, <laughs> come back down here. The more blacks down here, the more we control the area, man. Just walk down now, man.
1: Hey, listen. Just keep be- that in mind. Before, yes, y- before you go. Uh, Yes, sir. What Brother Maine was doing down there in Jackson might be in correlation to what you said you experienced in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentioned yeah. You can mention it to Brother Maine. He might be able to go a little bit deeper than what you were saying.
13: Yes, sir, Brother Main. I was in L.A., in Inglewood, in the hood, bro. I ain't seen no crypts and no blood, nobody arguing. I was on Long Beach where Snoop and them hang out, man, in, in, in Long Beach, California, man, right there in the hood, man, Just walking around with the people. Wasn't nobody arguing, man. Everybody was peaceful, man. Everybody was peaceful with their uh, hydraulic cars. And, and you know, smoking them, smoking them trees that weed, man. But everybody was peaceful, man. I, they showed me love, man. They, I ain't lying, man. They, they showed me real love in L.A., man. I'm serious, man. They lying about the crips and the bloods, bro. Everybody getting along, man. I knew my brothers and sisters getting along, man. They treated me like family, man. Okay, even the lady that uh, I sent you that newspaper, Miss Glory, that owned that Pace newspaper, mm-hmm. bro. She treated me good too, man. She treated me good, so my mission is to spread her, her newspaper and, and all the news, man. Good news. We, it's a new day in America, man. We coming together now. now I'm glad it's a good thing so everybody wake up, man. Just for the ancestors, put the, put the beef down, man. Only beef we should have is on the damn grill, man, with each other. I love my brothers and sisters, man. And one more thing, my brother. Just tell the young brothers, man. You got to, when you talking to somebody and y'all uh, disagree on anything, man, on any subject, who you talking to? Hey, just shut, shut the whole conversation down. Don't go past three minutes, man. Because that's where people get jacked up, going past three minutes over silly stuff, man. So just like you boxing when, they, when the bell rings after three minutes, man, they go back to their cones. They don't fight, keep fighting. So just tell my brothers and sisters, man, don't go past three minutes about nothing, man. There's nothing that is serious, man. We got to get back to the days where we just love time, man. I ain't finna uh, uh, tongue wrestle with none of my brothers and sisters, man. About nothing. Okay? We talk about stuff, work it out. The old son, Ellie, you know, brother's going to work it out. Brother's going to work it out. We ain't got no choice, man. I little y'all, I don't like to be talking too much, man. I like to get to the point, get right to the meat of the matter. We can do this, man. We ain't got no choice but to do this. Oh, one more thing, Ellie. It's a group called C at the Table. S-E-E-D. Where Any brother or sister that need come up with an invention and you need a crowdfunding or uh, you can invest in, in somebody. It's called Seed at the Table. I, I thought I think I sent it to you, Elliot. I mean, it's a fraternity, man. The same fraternity that me and my man Tim, man. Everybody talk bad about these fraternity sororities and all these Greeks and stuff. But I read somewhere in the Bible, the Most High said he's an Alpha and Omega. So y'all do all that, y'all come to God, man. Every Everybody doing something, man. Everybody just out in the public, man. All right? So, so like my man say, keep doing good, man. Don't worry about God see you, bro. Don't worry about the only person who validate what you're doing is you, is you, man, in the most high. Okay? Just stop these young brothers and sisters from robbing and jacking each other, man. It's time for them days to stop, man. Because uh, the be, only person going to say what is up. I'm going to say one more thing. With a high price of gas i seen one police uh, uh, place say gas too damn hot, like flavor plays, say all kind on nine one one, The police ain't got no gas to come save your ass. a no matter of fact, it's a good thing they don't save your ass. And there yeah, is two cases. One case happened in, uh, 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 what's that? Not Philadelphia, in Portland called Aaron Campbell where the police shot him in the back about five years ago. And, and his name, Aaron Campbell. And it's another, you saw that case where that dude in Sanford, Florida with well, them devils uh, throw bricks to bust the windows, throw him to get out the neighborhood. Y'all saw that right, Ellie? it? was on Facebook. You saw that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. We had to man. It, it, you got to get out, man. Like the movie would say, get out, man. All this swirly shit, it's over, man. Okay, we just, ain't no person gonna stop us. It's us, man. I love y'all, bro. And, and you stay in the fight. Power to the people, man. It's us. Our time. I love you. I love you, man, man. Keep it up. man. And I know about Mississippi, man. Yep, I got all the niggas Yes sir, I got called a nigga in Mississippi in Rankin County, man. I, me and my ex walked uh, walked in a restaurant, and this little white girl said, Mom and daddy, look at the niggers." I said, "Look at that little six year old girl, man, in front of her mommy and daddy, man. Right, 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 uh, right in Rankin County, man. Okay, so I know about Mississippi, man. And I, I, hey, bro, I know y'all, man, but we finna flip the whole South, man. We flipping the whole South, Yeah, Y'all come on down here, Richard. Bring that museum down
10: here, man. <laughs>
1: y'all
13: come on down here. I know y'all, man. bless you. Right on, right on, man. Right on,
1: bro. Thanks for your contribution. Yes, sir. Gratitude.
13: Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. Brother, man. Uh, yes, sir. The, the summit itself. Uh, what? Uh, 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 tell me the young, the young dynamic. And when I say young, uh, I know probably teenagers can't necessarily travel by themselves uh if you did have some teenagers there they might have been from the area. But talk about the age dynamic of some of the brothers and sisters. I'm quite sure the sisters was there. They might not have been there for the gang summit, but they were present for the other activities of the weekend. But talk about the age dynamic that uh, participated in the summit.
11: Well the well the the age uh dynamic it was it was mostly, you know, twenty to thirty five uh uh, uh uh type of uh Age, from what I can see, but there were a lot of uh youth there. Okay. Uh, I, I myself make it a point to make sure that they're there, uh which is the non nonprofit that I have, Youth Against Youth Against Gang Activity. It's about the youth, you know, to my uh. So there was there were a a big crowd of a uh, youth there, but not as many that needed to be, if if you if you ask me. Uh, well, I can't really even say that because who was supposed to be there was there. Uh. But now it, it, it was mostly in that 20 to 35 range of people that I seen that were there. Uh, but there were youth there as well, brother.
10: Can I, can I ask, um, you know, I think you raised earlier about um, the electoral politics. Um, did that discussion come up? And if it did, what what was the, the sense in relationship to uh, taking that demographics in mind? Who was the sense about um, the engagement, involvement um, into electoral politics? If again, if that came up at all?
11: Okay. Oh, well. Well,
10: what it it, it didn't come up at the summit this weekend, uh,
11: uh, uh, at all. But it does come up frequently because, like I said before today, we do a lot of these type of things uh, with Mississippi on the move. So when it com when, when it when it comes up, a lot of times.
12: You you will
11: find like the the, the the older crowd listening and paying attention, trying to young trying, trying to listen, but the younger brothers,
12: we you know the way
11: younger, they're more into the entertainment aspect of the culture. So a lot of times that doesn't you know resonate with them, and that's kind of what we're trying to do. When I say you know obviously bridge the gap, we're kind of trying to get them back in line with the politics because politics is life they control every everyday life you know politics a lot of times decide who lives and who dies who eat who starves so we're trying to get them there and understanding that the true power will come from politics and that's why every year we try to explain to them like you know when they come around and do their census, that's not to count people <laughs> they count people but it's not to count people they're getting ready to vote and they need an a, a rough estimate of people so that they can know where to attack. You know, the neighborhood with the most people will get the most hot dogs. You understand? Okay. (laughs) Yep. So it it didn't come up this weekend, but it does come up a lot, especially at Mississippi on the move town hall meeting because we've uh, geared that so that it has the greatest agenda of that is to get young people involved in politics because we understand that a lot of times politicians they're just going with, you know, a structure that was already put in play. And once again, you can paint him as black as you can get him. If he's going to get in office and push to you a, a, an agenda that has uh, oppressed you for all of your adult years and, and, and children years, then, then I mean, he's just a face. He's just a face. Yeah, we, we need people to enact policy when they get to be politicians. You need to come with a new policy. We don't need you to come and be a new face for, for a set policy already.
1: Yeah, Brother Main, um, uh, to to wind things up today, uh, they had the gathering of the the, the great armies and uh, and a lot of people that were present, and especially young people because I like to focus in on them. And when I say young, I'm talking about the real young. Got to see uh, black people in self-defense mode, uh, marching with maneuvers and and weapons and doing the things that the people need as far as protecting the community and learning self-defense now i think the first day was some of the self-defense classes am i right
11: correct they had the self-defense classes earlier in the morning on the second day which would have been yesterday
1: okay now was that was just was that that self-defense was that uh hand-to-hand or just with weapons or, or both
11: combination of both
1: good okay um before I kind of talk about the need for, for our people to to defend themselves, especially in the wake I mean, this stuff happens constantly, but in the wake of what happened two weeks ago. Because after that happened in Buffalo, uh, Brother Jabu talked about the the people up in Buffalo wanted to start organizing a chapter of the New Black Panther Party to patrol and protect the communities, and then somebody else in Rochester expressed interest in doing the same thing. Um, do you see that happening in a lot of the areas in Mississippi? Uh, the, because you mentioned about the fear there and some of the sheriffs, overseers, in some of those communities kind of pressuring the black community. But do you see a movement to try to organize the people to protect, better protect their areas?
11: Oh, absolutely. A- a- absolutely. Because uh, as much fear as there is and how that fear will, will will make some people, you know, lie dormant, it's also uh, uh, bringing arousal to another group of people. And those people, you know, they're answering the bell. They feel the calling. So what, from what I can tell uh, in, in the black movement, there are brothers and sisters starting to join, uh, I wouldn't say at a rapid rate, but more uh, frequently than we've seen in past years. And I can only, att- you know, attach that to the fact of what's going on and, you know, awareness. They're being, they're being made aware. You know they've been they're being made aware and and, and drawing back to like when, when we touch bases with the uh, SNCC thing, uh, one of the one of the key things that uh, Kwame Ture left with us was his saying and quote organized 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 so we understand that to be crucial to the movement so yes I, I do find that people are joining and, and as a matter of fact younger people younger people you know and that you know that 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 uh, that, that that late teen to mid twenty, because a, a lot of times we were finding that people want, once they join this type of movement, they're generally, you know, in in in, in their middle age years a lot of times. But now what what I'm finding is, that's not so the case.
12: Yeah.
1: yeah. But, oh, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead.
10: Just saying, that's encouraging,
1: yeah, brother. Main the um, I know that in conversation there. I don't know whether it necessarily came up in the gang summit, but I know that being that you moved around to the different uh, maybe breakout sessions and, and seeing what the other brothers and sisters were doing. Uh I, I'm quite sure in conversation, the situation with uh, grandmaster Jay came up and not just talking about him specifically or the, the uh, organized gun club that he was a part of, but the message that this system and the so-called Justice Department or the authorities is trying to send to other black people. Because a lot of times it's not necessarily about the person. It's about the message that they're trying to send. Similar to when uh, if I, one of our ancestors tried to escape the plantation, they would bring him up and call everybody from out of the field, in the house, and everybody will be present when, he, when our ancestors would get their flogging. And that's to send a message to others. So w- what was some of the conversation that the people had in reference to uh, the situation with uh, uh, Grandmaster Jay, if any?
11: You, you know what? I run Didn't hear the conversation. Okay. Didn't hear, didn't hear it. In, didn't, didn't hear it direct. Didn't hear it in passing. Just didn't hear it.
1: So didn't that, hear it at all, brother. That tells me that they wasn't really moved by. Not necessarily his situation, but the message that the the quote-unquote powers of be was trying to send. That wasn't going to stop them from organizing, in other words. That's what you're saying?
11: If, if that was – maybe that was the residual effect of why, but I didn't hear it. Like I said, definitely not in a direct conversation, but I didn't even overhear it in the past. Okay. You know what I'm talking I, 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 I've not heard it so much that I'm almost not even sure what it's about. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
10: Okay. Okay. And, and, and with that thought in mind i'm I'm, I'm interested um, in, in your response about um buffalo um did that come up in, at this summit and you know informally or indirectly at all yes
11: yes yes buff buff buffalo uh has came up as, as, as the situation always will a lot of times uh especially with it being new and fresh uh it it, it did come up but now. The thing that I uh continue to try to p- pardon me for one second, you guys.
1: You know what what we'll do, Richard Rob. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no, yeah, uh, no but The thing you, that I tried to tell you. You need to, if you need though, to take yeah, a few minutes, brother man. We can we can take a brief break. Long after oh,
11: Buffalo, we have to continue to, to to move because if we if we continue to isolate these situations. Then we'll we'll find ourselves falling into that trance of thinking this is a buffalo problem. This ain't a buffalo problem. Long before Buffalo ever happened, we had the same problem. You feel what I'm saying? So the current most current thing is is it's it's gonna it's gonna always come up. It's gonna always be a hot topic. It's gonna always be a hot topic. So that came up a whole lot, the Buffalo
10: area. Okay. You.
1: And and you know, uh, with that Am I still on? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Brother Maine, Brother Maine. Hello? Mm. Uh-oh, I think we lost your audio. Mm, yeah, not. yeah. he might try to come back on. You know, what we'll do, we'll take a brief break, and when we come back, uh, we'll spend a little bit more time with Brother Maine, and uh, you can give us a call, too, if you want to ask a question, comment, or anything else. With uh, with Brother C. maine Youth Against Gang Violence. Uh, they organized a the National Street Tribe or Gang Summit, however you want to word it. It was a part of the Juneteenth Recognition. Down in Jackson, Mississippi. Join the conversation by Don two one five four nine zero ninety eight thirty two. We'll be We'll be right back.
7: RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837. Escape the digital plantation.
2: ibb2me.com, ibb metv 2 2 mestore are here for you. You are ready to be free to join your global commit to you black family. To join your interconnected commit to you black communities. Escape the digital plantation now. IBB2Me.com. ibb metv We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation.
4: I am an African. The death of my brother is also my death. Let me put this question to you again, because many foolish black middle classes and many foolish people who are eating well think that they can sit in America and watch this country destroy the African continents and watch this country destroy African Caribbeans and watch this country destroy Africans in Central and South America and think that these same people who destroy Africans abroad will not be the same people who have destroyed them in America. There are fools in this this country who try to claim that they are not Africans, who claim that they do not see color as if they're not seeing color makes any difference in the world. Simply because you don't see color doesn't mean somebody does not see you as color. And that's the issue. And you think then that you can sit in this country while this same nation and these same people that you sleep with and marry and love and so forth, can go out and destroy African people and not think those people do not see you as African. Even though you choose not to see yourself as African, you'd better think again. You're out of your minds and you're headed for death. You must understand that. Hide behind it. I am an American. Ladies and gentlemen, these death and destruction of black people will follow those kind of abstractions.
16: Probably the next five or ten years will indicate whether or not the black man can survive. Our struggle for survival is a very real struggle. And the white man has prepared genocide for black people. Unemployment, the black man is no longer necessary. Unemployment is going to be a way of life for black people. We are going to face increasing dangers and problems as the days pass. And we're totally unequipped as black people to deal with them. We're a part of a slave culture. We have no preparation, we have no black institutions capable of dealing with white racist institutions designed to serve only white people. We must deal with the problem that confronts black people by building black institutions, by understanding that only a separatist position is a viable position for black people. Any organization or any leader in America who today advocates integration is a foe and an enemy of black people and their survival in the coming years.
3: In this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, integration, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, The political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football.
14: You are listening to Time for an Awakening. Time, Time for an, an awakening. awakening. With host Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Time for an Awakening Media. Part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at awakening at gmail.com.
1: Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. It's 841 here in this Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Our guest this evening, activist organizer of the National Street Trap Summit that was part of the Juneteenth recognition in Jackson, Mississippi. Brother C. Maine is with us. And in the time we have left, you can join this conversation with question or comment by dialing 215 four nine zero nine eight three two uh brother main you're back
11: yes sir, i'm back uh my headset had died i was plugged it up and got back on
1: Uh, no problem uh brother main um you talked about in in kind of uh winding down the conversation um you talked about the the uh summit as being lit and and the dynamic there uh, the age ranges was between, a lot of the folks was between 20 and 35. Uh, now I'm quite sure that you haven't really talked with them about what has went on this weekend because it's, it's, it's fluid, it's, it's ongoing, it's now. But you'll have follow up meetings and especially with the brothers and sisters in your state. And I'm quite sure you probably arranged follow up meetings with some of the, uh, brothers and sisters that were from out of state. Um, what do you think some of the younger people are going to say in reference to this? Because this might be the first time that they're experiencing, you got a lot of older folks. This might be the first time they're experiencing something like this, but uh, what do you think, uh, just looking forward, what do you think uh, some of the things will be on their mind or some of the things that they might have questions upon or, or are you, I know you're looking forward to, uh, talking with them, but, uh, just looking ahead, give us a little insight on some of the things that they might uh, throw out in discussion.
11: That I uh, that that I'm, I'm I'm uh unsure of, but what I am going to do is compose a list of questions that I would uh be want to ask if I was just a spectator coming to watch versus or organizer, I'm gonna compose a list. And that way, if no one ever speaks on it, I'm able to ask it of them. Uh, and some of those things I can speak of, because I already got it in my mind,
12: mm-hmm. a few
11: things that I want to ask the people, and, and, and especially the younger people more so than the older ones. Because once again, a lot of time the older people, in my opinion, have their mind made up whether they want to go left or right already. And they've already been going left or right. And it's hard sometimes to sway them from whatever that direction is, whereas with the younger people, they're looking for a direction. They're looking for a way to go. Now, I don't want to tell them which way to go, but what I want to do is prepare an example of left and right and being able to show them, based on people I've seen and myself, what left and right does for you. So I'm putting together lists like that so that I may ask them the question because I really want to ask them the question versus have them ask it of me. Of course, I want them to ask it of me too, but in case they don't, I definitely want to have a list of questions for them. Like, and the thing, and and and, and the biggest part is the unity because that that that's okay. the key. We we hear it everywhere. Unity. What is it that y'all took from that that makes you want to unite with other people in your age group first and foremost, and then go on to an age group either above yourself or below yourself? That's one of the key things that I want to know because it's, it's it's crucial because everything we do, it's about unity. We're doing it for the unity. We're we're doing it to galvanize the people to understand that we are a united front and the only way that we will ever overcome our problems here in these Americas is to unite. So that's one of the key things that I want to ask. I can't really speak to say what I think they would ask.
12: Well,
1: listen, I think some of those questions to kind of spur the critical thinking, because I think sometimes that's lacking. Uh, And I'm just talking about from adults meeting together, the critical thinking uh, of not only about our situation, but just coming up and bouncing off ideas of how we can organize to find our way out of these situations is is sometimes it's lacking. Uh, Richard, uh, t- from your perspective, uh, uh, Brother Maine, getting young people involved and, and uh, g- having a list of questions to ask them to kind of get them to feed back, talk about it from your perspective, being that you deal with young people all the time at the museum and other places and getting them to discuss it. Just talk about it from his perspective and what and how you agree or, or how you see it.
10: Well, one thing that, that struck me, Brother Maine, is um, when you mentioned that young people um, are, when we make the comparison between, say, politics and music. Um, and, I, and I take it, um, or, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm taking it that we're talking about <clears throat> music production. <clears throat> and for me, that's cultural production. And I'm wondering... Do you have a sense that, um, the, that even their interest in music is being, um, would be the direction is, is also to be able to use their, um, willingness drive? What I guess what I'm asking is the poets and artists of today that you hear that was present. Um, do you think that they, um, that a message is being crafted that could be able to be inspirational towards assisting more young people to be motivated to become organ to organize. Hopefully, that that question made sense.
11: Yeah, that that with with the uh, with the people with the culture with the music the entertainment aspect mm-hmm. is is obviously very crucial. To, to, to we all understand that. But even before we understood it, because we took the negative aspect of today's rap music and tried to apply it. But on the positive side, when we was teaching our kids their ABCs, it was through a musical thing, you know, the elemental P It's right. nice. not speaking. It's music. You know what I'm saying? So that's how important it is, that even from the adolescent stage, from the infancy, we're teaching them songs to be able to galvanize them. So our culture of uh, entertainers, especially the younger ones and the new ones, they're trying to follow the wave. And what I'm trying to show them with that, there's nothing wrong with the wave, but take the wave and make sure it does you some good. Cause if the wave puts you in a predicament, then you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't allow the wave to put you in a problem and understand the power that comes with it. Cause you're going to influence somebody. Whether it's a grown person or a child, your music will influence someone
10: good or bad. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> that becomes critical. Um, you know, I'm wondering, you know, you know, because it's always each generation creates its own cultural output and it can be used as a part of the political organizing. It's just that they have to recognize that that's... And that's what I guess what I'm looking to see, um, even though that might be more than getting involved in uh, electoral politics or even understanding that creating the music can be able to assist in the political organizing. And I'm wondering if they are... <clears throat> haven't if that discussion is coming up and if it's not um i guess in relationship to those questions questions around that of how could they utilize that natural drive they have to be inspiration political inspirations who for those who want to actually get get into the electoral politics and that might be more complicated than um than need be but the, the point that the drive for Cultural production is there is important and necessary as another element, just like yes, communication, brother Maine. Before I we
1: definitely. listen, before we let you go, and hey, uh, I, w- I want you to kind of um, not only billboard uh, what you are doing, how people nationally can maybe get involved and help, because you mentioned about the door to door organizing that you, uh, you and other groups have teamed together. To do down in in Mississippi and 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 that's key, as far as I'm concerned, Richard. Uh, the other groups working together to attack a major problem. Um, before you do that, just just I just want you, being that you're from Mississippi, give your perspective on the city where a lot of the events took place today, Jackson. Uh you see a a younger brother in office, uh, Chokwe Antola And I assume other folks, because I don't really know the dynamic of the other people in office down in Jackson. But talk about uh, the perspective on how the people see him and what's going on in Jackson.
11: Uh, Jackson is a melting pot. It has been for for quite some
1: time. So now, wait a minute, before you, before you, Brother Main. Before you continue, when you say melting pot, because from what I understood, Jackson was predominantly black, so some things are starting to change. Is it what you're saying? Uh,
11: n- no, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's definitely uh. It's definitely, but when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm when when speaking to it being a melting pot, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to it being one of the most crime infested cities in the state of Mississippi. Matter of fact, we could say uh, Jackson, Jackson, the only registered – on a national scale, it's one of the most crime-infested city per capita in the United States of America. Okay, we could speak about that forever, you know. And then people, sometimes people come with an ideal about a problem of how to fix it, but they rarely ever come with a solution of how to fix it. Uh, the door-to-door thing. The end. Of, end of, oh, oh, okay, the event took place yesterday in Grove Park, predominantly gangster disciples. That was picked on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because
12: now,
11: no way. you don't want to go where they ain't. You want to be able to take the message to them. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna sit in your front yard and give you what you need to understand. So I ain't gotta worry about if you gonna come downtown to the convention so. But Jackson is kind, kind, kind of one of them cities. It, it just, just, it, if 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 you were ask some people. One of the first words they were probably attached to Jackson is no hope. I hate to say
1: that. Well, wait a minute. Brother May, say that again because you broke up. It got a little scratchy.
11: I don't know with this phone. Sorry, I'm standing still. But uh, I'm saying some people may attach the city of Jackson itself with no hope because of the crime and all the dynamics and things. It's just so much. When, when I say so much, Chicago,
12: Memphis
11: That's that's the mindset of of the city You know what I'm saying Matter of fact, there's a long standing Jackson that them guys Have have Always stood proud and thumped their chest about So it's Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N They say that stands for Jack and all cowards That's
12: bad Oh, but now,
1: I didn't, I didn't even catch here. that because you broke up. Say, say that again, brother Maine. Oh, Let's see if we can get it down. Try it again. say it again. I'm sorry.
11: Okay. No, no, no. Jackson, the acronym they've always said that that J. Keep the suckers on know it. Okay. And the second behind Memphis and Cartels, so, so it's it's. That that not, not not we're that far behind it. Everywhere you go that there's a black man or a black woman, something positive needs to be put in place. But Jackson here in the state of Mississippi represents one of the greatest problems that will face us moving forward. Well that's why we wanted to start there. That's what I
1: was getting ready to say. Maybe it was a good thing that it started there. Brother Main, before we let you go, because I see your phone is starting to act up, just tell our people how they can uh, kind of support different things going on, how they can maybe support some of the tribes, uh, the, the street gangs that went back to their communities, how they can get involved in moving forward. I know that you're planning future meetings. Uh, you can come back on and talk about those things at a later date. The door is always open to you. But just talk about some of the things before we get ready to wind up.
11: Okay. Okay, that's, that's gratitude. i make time for it. Uh, Lord, me personally, I, I started the nonprofit Youth Against Gang activity. Uh, you can get on the
1: website. Mm, we, I don't think we're losing it, Richard.
11: www.youthagainstgang.com everything that we do in the community, uh, nationwide, actually, even though we formulated in Mississippi, we nationwide with what we do. Uh, I will have to get in tune with them and come back or either put you in tune with them so that they may come on the show and speak about what it is that they're doing in the community.
1: that will be good.
11: But no problem with that. I, I, I would definitely, uh, any contact that I need to reach out to, to, uh, Give, cause now the aspect that I'm speaking from is vice lord, but now like as I said before, the other street tribes, the gangster disciple, well, formerly gangster disciple, now growth and development, crips, bloods, black Styles, I'm in tune with all of these guys' leadership, so I can get either one of them guys the information to be able to get on there and speak from their perspective. this
1: good, I- I'll be and in- once
11: again gratitude to you to you for, uh, for for allowing me this platform.
1: That's no problem. I- I'll be in touch with you. Uh, and maybe we can get some of the other brothers uh, to come on and t- and talk about it from their perspective. Yes, yes, no problem. I would gladly do that. We'll talk soon, brother. And do, <laughs> me, a, and do me a favor. Oh, go ahead, Richard.
10: No, I just wanted to thank you for your work, and um, definitely look forward to having that uh, be engaged with further conversation with you and the, and the other brothers. Yes, sir. Look forward as well.
1: And and I'll I'll uh, I'll make sure you get my email address. You could probably get it from Sister Brooks and uh, email me some of the the things that you were just saying because your audio broke up, and I'll just put them on on the Time for Awakening website.
11: Okay, will do.
1: I'll talk to you soon, brother.
11: Club Black Power, Black Unity. Peace.
1: Richard, uh, another activist brother at work. You know, if his phone wasn't breaking up, that was a
11: live radio out of Los
1: Angeles. If his phone wasn't breaking up, I would, uh, would, uh, love to have, um, him talk about, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought too when the, the thing jumped back on here. Um, you know, the, the, the organizing part of it, the going door to door down here in Mississippi. Now he said he was from the Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, that was where uh uh- brother Kwame and and uh Charles have started out if you remember when he was on his program so you know personally richard I mean I'm not there. I think that dynamic um's got to be the same. I'm talking about the dynamic of trying to organize. Right. And the reluctance of our people to organize because he talked about the fear. Now maybe the, during the time that that, that Kwame and Charles Coburn and was down there trying to organize and Ella Baker and all of them, a lot of the fear was a lot of those whites and the terrorist activities. A lot of the whites, that fear is still there because we we have heard it from several activists. And, you know, we had activists on in, in the Carolinas saying the same, uh, not the Carolinas, down Louisiana saying the same thing. But uh, when he mentioned the fear and the failure of black politicians, see, that's new. That wasn't happening during uh, Kwame and Charles Cobb's early organizing because they didn't have all those black elected officials. Right. But now they do, and the situation is still the same and maybe in some cases worse.
10: Mm -hmm. Neo-colonial, neo-colonial state. Wow.
1: Let's go to 602 before we start on it. 602?
17: Ah uh, yes, brother Elliot and brother Richard. Good evening, oh brother Marcos.
1: How no are you, sir?
17: I'm doing all right, good brothers. You know, they this weekend they had a um, huge celebration for the Juneteenth thing, and it was beautiful. However, one thing did I did I noticed down here in one of the organizations they had this Black Pride thing. They interjected into the Juneteenth
1: celebration. no. wait a minute, bro, Brother Marcus. I'm glad that you mentioned that because that wasn't only down there in Memphis. That's been going on nationally. Richard, you've been catching that?
9: I'm yeah, you. yeah I'm See, you. These, these folks are watch, slick,
1: Brother Marcus. They're slick, I'm, I'm telling you.
9: They're slick, I'm telling you. I said, I'm watching, I'm looking. I said, hmm, black pride. I said, hold on there. What's going on?
17: they have interjected themselves into that stuff man so we got to be careful <laughs> you know these things these people don't stop they don't stop these these europeans man i tell you but apart from that the celebration was good but you know just that part here i ain't agree with that part. <laughs>
12: you
17: know but it is what it is as they say down here brother it is it is what it is and i bring be, be, what, what brother west said is so true you know we should start to repopulate these southern um towns man because when they when they hit the fan it's going to be hell up in them cities i'm telling you you know it's going to be tough in a city with millions of people food going to be a problem, they're going to be a run on the stone, they're going to be riots, you know, because it's, it's crumbling fast too. It's in the bottom. Fo- man, everywhere I ride around town, people getting put out of their house. Everywhere. You see, for if you had a furniture store now there yeah, you would clean up, man. People just getting put out, you know, and, and it's bad, man. It's, it's it's finna get worse, but you know, as the brother said, it's organ is organize, is everything. We gotta organize, but yeah, man, that's the only part I see part, honestly, I ain't like was that sugar part there. The sugar they they put in the in the, in the thing, but <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, brother. You know, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there.
1: Thanks, brother Marcus. Thanks for your observation, but I picked up on that too. <laughs> <just>, uh, Thanks. <laughs>
17: All right, brother. Take care. Talk to you. Yeah. All right,
1: Richard. Before we wind things down, I, I, you know what, um, your brother Maine talked about the importance of of not only, uh, and Richard, I like the fact that uh, a lot of the men that were in leadership not just members of these uh, uh, gangs or street tribes, but a lot of the ones that was in leadership was present. Um, And to understand, you know, what we're up against now, whether the men do it or not is up to them. But at least they were there, uh, understood the the, uh, call to unity and understood why they were being called uh, I guess it was important for them to be there because they were physically there, present. He said it was well over a hundred. Uh, what did he say? How much did he say? Richard, hundred twenty. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was over a hundred folks that was there at that particular at the summit. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let, let's see what. Uh, and listen, I know positive things going to transpire from it because we see that positive things is transpiring right down there in Mississippi. Uh, the thing is we're going to showcase these things so our people can see that all hope is not lost. It's not always a war is me. And we don't always have to be at the whim and mercy of Europeans doing something for us. It's time that our people do something for themselves. Do that. Richard, before we uh, leave, I wanted to, um, because the importance of our people, not only organizing but uh, the rise of the self defense clubs all around the country the past 3 4 years uh the explosion of a lot of the uh the black gun clubs with membership and teaching both men and women and young uh, children the importance of handling weapons safely um and I'm, I'm meant to play this, but to, you know, sometimes we get uh, things from other folks, and uh, and to, some, to be honest, sometimes I don't get a chance to play it. But I, I think this was important because it kind of shows our people constantly what they're up against. But then you never hear these stories on the television i want to play this. It's about a five-minute clip. A brother Maurice Carver out of New York with the program Black Men Screaming sent this to me about two months ago, Richard. And it kind of got, I don't want to say lost, but, uh, you know, I kind of, the, the communication that he sent to me, I, 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 I got lost. I kind of misplaced it. I found it the other day. And I, I want to play this clip. I, I think it's important. Uh, to let our people know the things that's going on that flies under the radar. In fact, it's not even on the radar, but it should be because black media should highlight it. But let me play this, and then I'm going to read a follow-up article in print in relation to this audio that you're going to hear. Let let me play this, Richard, if I can uh, cue this up. It's about an incident that happened right outside of Pittsburgh, To a young man, a married young man, and something that happened uh, uh, when he went somewhere after work. Let Let me play this.
18: A black man went on a cabin trip with his white co-workers.
19: You would never expect him to be murdered.
18: And he didn't make it out alive. His family now calling his death a modern day lynching. I'm Justin Carter. This is TSR Investigates. On December 12, 2021, Peter Spencer, who's a Jamaican immigrant, but called Pittsburgh home. He was invited to a white co-workers hunting cabin in Venango County, Pennsylvania. It's some 85 miles outside of Pittsburgh. His fiance, Carmela King, says she dropped him off and then she started to get suspicious when his text messages started slowing down. Then he stopped responding altogether.
19: He texts me, um, hey, I'm just going to stay, stay tonight." And um, then he texted me and said just come in the morning. And I was like, OK.
18: King then text him, I love you.
19: And then I didn't hear from him for the rest of, you know, I never, I never heard back from him.
18: She got in her car the next morning.
19: I just had a hunch to drive up there and I drove up there. Um, and a few moments before I got onto the road, his mom called and said he was, he's been shot.
18: He'd been shot nine times. The autopsy so graphic that we have to blur them. According to the coroner, Spencer was shot once in the mouth, twice in the buttocks, and six times in the abdomen or chest. His dead body laid out on the front yard when his fiancée arrived. And on the property, signs that read, quote, warning, we don't call 911, with a gun pictured. Another sign that says, quote, you're on camera, look up. A surveillance camera seen from an upstairs window Pennsylvania State Police Corporal Aaron Allen could not comment on whether video evidence has been collected, but he does say that he was called to oversee this case. He's with the Heritage Affairs Department. He handles hate crimes and bias-related incidents for state police in the Pittsburgh region. People are frustrated, so what do we know? What do you know about this?
11: Sure, we know that the incident happened and there have been uh, a, a, a slew of things that have Uh, Been under investigation. Our uh, criminal investigation unit has been working uh, tirelessly uh, for this investigation,
18: making sure the proper things are being done. What was the um, communication like with police thereafter?
19: There, it was uh, slim to none that it was just self defense. You know, they just said, Oh, it was a gathering here, and they said he was the aggressor. And they felt frightened and somebody shot them. What
18: is this coworker? Have you met this co-worker before? Where did they work?
19: Yeah, I met him several times. He's come down to um, Peter's house, you know, Peter cooks Jamaican food every Friday. So he would come down and get food off of him.
18: Sources have identified the co-worker as a Nathan Myers, whose family owns the property. A reporter from the local news affiliate WTAE actually went to his family's house. His grandmother was home and would not comment. According to a statement, though, from Pennsylvania State Police, they found multiple firearms, ballistic evidence, and controlled substances at that cabin. Police say a 25-year-old suspect and three others were identified, detained, and questioned, but all of them were, quote, released after consultation with the Venango County District Attorney's Office. To this day, no charges have been filed. Paul Jubas is the Spencer family's attorney. The idea that there was no charges
17: with drugs and guns in a situation, with, with a, a dead
18: body with nine bullet holes in it, it doesn't make a lick of sense. The family is also working with renowned forensic pathologist Dr. Sarah Wecht, who told Black News Channel that Spencer's wounds are consistent with someone who got hunted
9: down. I think he was running away and uh, one or more people shot him as he was running. That is what would fit in because the shots look like
17: they were fired from a distance. They're refusing to share autopsy photos so that our medical examiner can do his work. We're going to approach this at this point with. Absolute skepticism and when the time comes, aggression.
18: The case now sparking nationwide outrage.
15: What has happened to our brother? His blood keeps crying out to us.
18: Faith leaders and supporters now calling this a modern day lynching in a county where less than 2% of the population is black.
19: I'm just letting God be my comforter and I, I'm going to keep pushing until, until the day he gets justice.
18: Carmella is expected to give birth to her and Peter's baby in June. Meanwhile, the family's attorney says that he wants the district attorney, Sean White, off the case and now hand it over to the attorney general's office. Sean White's office did release a statement saying in part, quote, that they take this seriously, any possibility that a crime may be fueled by hatred toward a person because their race, color, religion, or national origin. Rest assured, the office will take every measure to ensure that justice is sought wherever it may be found. He expects that full report of this investigation to be completed in four to six weeks. For TSR Investigates, I'm Justin Carter.
1: Now, Richard... Yeah, you heard the that report and the young man's uh, fiance uh, talked about when he went up there with coworkers after work and stayed overnight. Uh, she says she remembers a few of them because they would come down to his barbecues or whatever he would have. Uh, they said the wounds, he was shot once in the mouth, twice in the butt, and... Other shots uh from the back, according to this uh, uh the forensic guy Cyril wet uh, w- wounds uh similar to somebody running off like he was being hunted you know you know a lot of young people that you know they want to go fo- uh, places with these folks and and you know because they think everything is all right. And then you get up there and something like this happens. Now you heard the reports on what had happened. The description of the demands uh, the injuries that caused his death. Now let me read this published report that came out about a month later. Um, This was in the route. It was in other papers too. No charges for coworker who fatally shoots black man on a camping trip. Uh, the men accused of fatally shooting Peter Spencer while on a camping trip in Pennsylvania uh, in December will not be charged, according to ABC News. Members of Spencer's family had, had previously voiced frustration with the handling of their son's death by authorities and called it a modern-day lynching. According to ABC News, Sean White, now that guy was looked biracial, but he looked more black. He, uh, I'll just term him as black the uh, district attorney said, according to ABC news, Sean white, the district attorney in the case told reporters, we believe this case in this case, there is not enough evidence presented for self-defense that we're not going to be able to overcome our burden and show that this was not self-defense beyond a reasonable doubt. And for that reason, there will be no charges filed against the suspects in this case. He adds that it was his call, and I believe I made the right call. Spencer, who is black, went on a camping trip with co-workers who were white in Rockland Township, Pennsylvania. On December of 2021, a few hours after going on the trip, in the early hours of December 12th, the state police was called to the scene, and Spencer was found on the front lawn of the rural cabin with nine bullets in his body including six in the chest. Uh, Police said that they found multiple firearms, ballistic evidence, and other controlled substances in the cabin. The case was brought to uh, the investigators as a hate crime. Uh, uh, Aaron Allen, the liaison for the office, said that they will not be bringing any charges. According to ABC News, Allen said, We have also been making sure that there isn't any hate or hate bias detected throughout this investigation. And I tell you right now that there has not been any sort of hate or bias detected. Uh, Although the disappointment by the family, by the decision not to file any charges, the Spencer family said that they will not give up. In the statement from their family's attorneys, the family said, we are not surprised at all. This is the type of behavior we have seen in Pennsylvania State Police uh, and we're going to continue our fight. So the district attorney said that they can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it wasn't self-defense with bullets in a man's back and in his mouth, Richard, and in his butt. And the uh, hate crime, now this, this hate crimes uh, unit says there's no evidence that it was a hate crime. I mean, you know, th- these things are showing our people what they're up against. And these things, a lot of these cases don't even hit the national media. hmm So I just, I just wanted, because, and I did, I, listen, I'm going to take the hit on that one, because Marie shared this with me a couple of months ago, and I, I, I didn't uh, play that. But I did get the related uh, print article as a follow-up to that, uh, video that the family put online uh, to show that the um, they wasn't even going to bring charges against these white individuals at this cabin where weapons and ballistics uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, bomb evidence and weapons were already found and a man laying on the front lawn the fiance said that when she went there he was still laying on the front lawn Richard if you caught that right he's laying on the front lawn with nine bullet wounds with two in his back uh, uh no two in his behind uh some in his mouth and uh uh several in his back and i think it's uh, uh four or five in the chest yeah, so uh, you know i i just wanted to to share that uh um you know, before we wind things down this evening, man, to uh, kind of talk about the the urgency of our people to organize uh, to not only protect their communities, but to uh, to do what Brother Main is doing to try to st- to stop this culture of violence in some of these cities and redirect this energy in ways that'll be constructive for the community. Richard, y'all, y'all did some things at the museum. Uh, what's on tap for the rest of the month?
10: I don't know. Next week I'm out. Um, oh,
1: that, that's right. You, <laughs> I guess your mind was focused elsewhere. But y'all had a lot of events this weekend. So, uh, and, and I know y'all hands was full over there with a lot of visitors. How many did y'all uh, get this weekend?
10: Well, they said 5,000 came through. Um, Bobby Seals spoke um, at seven. Um, you know, and then we did a, um, four hour, basically six hour tour, um, taking a group around, you know, the city and out to, um, Eden Cemetery. So it has been, um, and earlier in the week, you know, we did our, um, for Black Dose Collective, we did a, we were able to bring all the, um, we brought eight, nine different Black museums together, um. To um, showcase their museums, the um, ACE, the I um, World War II museum, unless uh, we forget the that um, deals with the slave, slave, um, you know, have um, slavery and the, the material, the 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 material that was used during enslavement, the um, um, A.M.E. Um, Richard Allen's um, museum. Yeah, you know, dealing with, um, Richard Allen, the museum they have, they take people through, mm-hmm. um, Paul Robeson, um, and had his, um, museum present about Paul Robeson and that, um, it was the, um, in, on, in West Philadelphia, they have the Muslim Museum and, uh, had them, um, Brother Abdul presented about the, um, museum there and, and also had, um, the, um, um, Eden Cemetery present. So what we were trying to do is to showcase what Philadelphia has as far as what we call small museums or micro museums to be able to tell the story of Black Philadelphia, and in that that is throughout the city that people may not even know about um, or don't get to because they're not promoted as much as say the African American Museum, but they they um, present a historical narrative that was, uh, a Juneteenth program that was involved in. So it's been a, um, busy week and tomorrow, um, Eden celebrates acknowledges acknowledge found, it's founder day of 120 years of a black cemetery. So, um, it's been a, um, it's this, this, uh, emancipation day, uh, or, or quote unquote Juneteenth celebration um, day has been um, an interesting and energetic week for for me, um, nonetheless.
1: Uh, one question, Richard: Do they go down to the? Um, because I, I remember you, you uh, uh, just heard you mentioned about Paul Robeson and some of the other sites. Do they go down to uh, Marin Anderson uh, down there in, uh on Martin Street?
10: Yeah, um, yeah. She that that museum. As a matter of fact, they they're um getting together to um raise money to put together a a uh, statue for Mary Anderson. Okay. Um, um you know there, it's it's a it's a lot going on now and to recognize Mary Mary Anderson. One one thing, you know, that's um you know um we was talking about the brother about and, and kind of he raised the curiosity about the interests of young people in relationship to music and you know cultural production you know is also political if we use these tools for that purpose um our historical me- um, museums um that that really um, maintain the memory of our historical moment that people if they don't want to read read the books these are places that which is so interesting because these are people in our community when you look they're they're um running on shoestring and spit they don't get much um foundational money they don't get advertising you know they don't get a corporate sponsorship they're not necessarily run by the city they're run by people who feel that you know take. To, yeah, I mean, even in purchasing out of their own savings the places and getting the material to be able to, to keep alive the memory, you know, of, of uh, our ancestors in relationship what they did, but also to be the storehouse for the consciousness of the struggle um, that we, we talk about um, and, 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 and give examples of what's going on today of what those individuals, you know, women and men, men and women did in their particular time or celebrate, you know, in the case of Mary Anderson. Um, And, and it still was a struggle for her, even as an artist in the, in a genre that I might not be interested in, but um, still a contribution. um, Someone who comes out of the community and the thing that when we learn the story, how the community supported her, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to develop that talent, you know, that she had, that it was not just her alone, but it was a community effort um, in South Philadelphia, recognizing this young woman had talent and, and from the church, from the neighborhood, um, how they pitched together to be able to get her to be able to uh, continue the studies. I mean, these kind of stories should be inspirational, but these are stories only we can tell. And when we talk about um, all the other things, you know, these are the stories for in our locale that we should be um, the direct um, sponsors for. Um, um, the brother in on Lancaster, he's try, he's got a center and a museum, the, the Muslim brother there. Mm-hmm. And, um, 40, and what? And he had um, got money to um, cultivate. To try to get to develop. Um, we, we had um Joe Beckton on one time, mm-hmm. who's a tour guide. It had Joe Beckton come through a, su- a summer in order to try to train, develop those young people to be um tour guides for the community. And if you see what they worked, they worked out a whole uh, route, um, to where uh, places, historical places, to try to take you know, um, so people can be able to learn the history of their own neighborhood which is to me is political I mean to definitely do that. and 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 it's and it's but it's a difficulty it's a difficult just as brother um you know was mentioned brother Maine was mentioned um the interests of young people in relationship to um politics it's it, it's 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 the interest of getting young people to be interested to be our historical um what we call griots or storytellers or, um, information disseminators. Um, you know, that's, that's not as flashy. That's not as, uh, what they call it. It's not as sexy as being a, in the studio, um, creating, you know, whatever the lyrics for the different, uh, I don't know if rap is rap is still the term for the, what they produce today, but whatever, that it motivates them that they be willing to do that to um, and create um, poetry in the end, um, whether we like it or not. Um, they don't have the same drive, or we haven't found the same um, hook to be able to get them to be to to roam our community and tell our story. So um, I hope that we, you know, when we look at the commemoration of Juneteenth this year um, and the years coming regardless what other people try to infuse themselves that we recognize that it's an opportunity to be able to in our areas to tell a narrative that is specifically deals with our struggle, right? Um, and our struggle to, as a people um, where we are, but to get um, and to tell it in a manner that relates to us, not necessarily what, you know is necessary for others to so they can be in front of uh, you know welcome america or um as you say the tell live vision but be necessary to touch the consciousness and the passion of the people within the community to provide the inspiration and the memory of what it is to not just struggle but to build build from a um nation management perspective um that that kind of thing um that's that's um what uh, i tried to do this this year and and would have been trying to do but this year particularly as they done you know uh as you know as brother um west was saying it you know bringing in um other people to deal with they're dealing with equality and we're dealing with freedom you know those are two different the things two different things exactly
1: wow you know it, it, it something that you mentioned about those places being run by concerned individuals and they don't necessarily get support of city money. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Robeson's house, uh, Marion Anderson's house, uh, you know, other historic icons. And you don't have any white equivalents to that that came out of this city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, besides some of their, their former presidents that used to live here, Washington and others, and their places are preserved.
10: Right.
1: Uh, Betsy Ross and all them places, their, their places are preserved. But, you know, these black folks that gave a lot, Paul Robinson was an activist, yeah. a, a world-class athlete, a brilliant actor. I mean, he was a renaissance man. And, you know, his place in disrepair and people helping... You know, sometimes going in their own pocket, they shouldn't have to do that. Right. It's, it's city money that can be gotten to them, tax money, of some of those districts, black districts, and all that. Black elected officials is over. They can. It wouldn't be like that if those places was in Center City. It would not be like that,
10: right? And then, and you know, Ellie, um, I don't know if I, lived, but you know, the, what we've been working for um, over the over definitely I know over 30 years because the, the vision we have is to turn our culture, our story, our historical story into an economy. You know, just imagine that we can be able to look at the, the, the supply chain that exists and telling our story our way. And, and we wanting to uh, buy into it. It's like, you know the the example is I know people see sports, um, you know as far as the cultural you know the athletic production of the black athletes, but look who owns that. Um, we we see um, music, the cultural production um, and, and uh, the production out of that, but looks who owns that. But who should own our story, other than us? And who should get paid? Our story is rich and and is dynamic and is diverse um, as any other people. And we have the ability to tell it our way. And as you say, not only that it benefits the city, you know, but it primarily benefits us when we can be able to take young people and, and give them a living wage by being able to tell our story. But one thing, about telling our story, and it is an interesting story about what is freedom, what is emancipation, what 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 is our vision, what is our experience as being quote unquote Americans, even when we weren't considered Americans. What is it to be an American? Um, it what that being able to own that, you know, and, and interpret that, and and then place that up against what the national narrative is where we don't even have to say this is what's supposed to be taught in school. Um, We can be teaching it and be making a living off it because I'm a firm believer, um, not only um, do we need it or we want to hear it when it's presented to us well, um, other people um, need it and want to hear it and are willing to get it, even if it's coming to, say, the city of Philadelphia where we are to get it so that's the vision I have to be able to turn our story um and control it for us before because not and not in no distant future others will be turning telling our stories look at Disney with the Black Panthers you know look what how much money that story about Black people fictitious or not look what impact that had on Black people you know, real, not real, as it was, and look how much money it made <laughs> off of black people, right? Um, yeah,
1: well, they're doing another one, so you can see how much it made. They do, they're doing another. I think it's being produced right now.
10: Right. You know, I mean, this is the example, and 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 we, you know, and I'm saying in our cities, um, our stories and st- and and this is the only way I see we can get with, uh, to deal with uh, um, the fight against our erasure, Um, you know, and that's, that's the, uh, you know, it's a vision um, we have. um, And that's why, um, you know, others like give their time, you know, even if they don't get paid um, to try to cultivate their understanding. Because, you know, I mean, it's our history, you know, Dr. John Henry Clark say all the time, you know, the, the power of our history. But our history don't come through osmosis. <laughs> I mean, like you, you, you got to study, and study is not new to us. But people seem to have an aversion. They have an opinion, but have an aversion to the study. Um, it's 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 the challenge we have in front of us,
1: and the struggle continues.
10: Yes. Yes. Before
1: we leave this evening, uh, let me give the lineup of time for an awakening uh, media. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. African Perspectives with Brother Oshi. Always interesting topics and dialogues on African Perspectives. That's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi From 6 to 8, uh, from 8 to 9, later on, uh, Monday evenings, Back Therapy Central with host Dr. Maria Kambine and Dr. Kamal Kambine. And from 9 to 10, conversation reparations. That's the first and third Mondays of the month. COBRA's program with Brother Jim Moke. On Tuesday, 8 to 10 p.m., Black Reality Think Tank with host Dr. William Rogers. On Wednesday, it's our time. The Black Farmers program from 8 to 9 and from 9 to 10, Black Agenda Report with Dr. David Muhammad on Friday. Time for an Awakening is back from 8 until, and on Saturday, from 7 to 9 p.m., the Elder's of Sankova with Brother Alfonso Watkins. I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this evening. Lively discussion as always, and we'll be back on Friday, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace.
0: children play.